Well, hi, everyone. This is Daniel Williams, senior editor with MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. I am here today live from Nashville at MGMA's Leaders Conference with Dr. Summer Liston-Crandall. Summer, welcome. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure. It's nice to meet you in person. Yeah, and we just met, uh, I guess it was yesterday, at the show. We're live from the event. And I asked Summer, hey, would you like to join us on the MGMA podcast? And I think you're right. What was your response to that? I think I just said yes. I mean, <laughs> that's been one of my leadership techniques is just say yes. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Um, now, for our listeners, you are an MD and you are located at Oaklawn Hospital. That's in Michigan. Is that it right? Is. is that a suburb of Detroit? Where Not is at all. So, um, Marshall, Michigan? Yeah. So Marshall, Michigan is... Uh, South Central Michigan. It's a small community. We have about 8,000 in the town. Um, our catchment area is about 50,000 altogether, um, but it's a. I work at an independent community hospital. Okay. And on purpose, I wanted to get to know you in this interview. So I do see that MD after your name. That so is true. <laughs> give us an idea first at Oaklawn. What's your role there? So I joined there as a family physician. I've practiced full-time uh, since 2007 when I came to Marshall. And then in 2021, in the midst of all kinds of COVID-related chaos, I took on the role of chief medical officer. So I'm now part-time clinical, uh, part-time administrative. Okay. Tell us a little bit more then about uh, Oaklawn itself. What size and scope of this practice? So we are a 97-bed hospital. Um, as I said, independent. So we, it's really a rewarding experience to be able to make decisions uh, independently at our, you know, home base. Right. And um, we then have a network of, I'm here at the medical group um, management association uh, right. because we do have a medical group associated um, with about 70 providers of both primary care and specialty care, primarily adult in terms of specialty, um, but primary care reaching from, you know, the, the quintessential sort of cradle to grave. Okay. Now, we are, as I mentioned, live from Nashville. I almost called it Nash Vegas because if anybody's been outside here, I didn't realize how much Nashville has changed. I used to spend a lot of time here in the 80s and 90s when I was in school and hadn't been here in well over a decade. And boy, has it changed. Uh, how are you enjoying Nashville on this trip? So this is my first trip to Nashville. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and I arrived at the airport only to quickly come down here to the convention center. So I haven't had the chance really to get out and explore, but I look forward to, to seeing some of the sites. Okay. Well, be ready because one, it is, as we know, great music here. There's a very high energy uh, and you might even meet a celebrity. I was on the elevator this morning and met uh, just recently inducted Country Hall of Fame uh, singer, songwriter, Tanya Tucker. Wow. Um, and that was a highlight to me. I remember her singing Delta Dawn during my childhood and I thought that was great. So be forewarned, you could bump into anybody anywhere at any time here yes. because this is, uh, just, it, it's music city. So let's talk about the show itself. You said this is your first time in Nashville. What about an MGMA event? Had you been to other MGMA events? No, this events? is my first. This oh is my, my first. So we have an institutional membership, um, and I've been getting emails and, of course, 
I've done a couple webinars um, that are affiliated, but it's my first in-person event. Okay. How's it going so far? It's been great. You know, actually on the airplane, I sort of squished my way beside my seatmate. Turns out I'd met her over 10 years ago and we were headed here together. Um, she works about 15 miles from me and we know people in common and we made conversation the whole way down. So okay. that's when it began and it's continued ever since. Yeah. So with it being your first show, what were your goals ahead of time? What were you looking to get out of this uh, event? So I noticed the schedule, which is packed, yeah. um, was divided up into tracks. And I was most attracted to uh, the leadership track because okay. I still feel like I'm very early in my leadership development, even though I hold a sort of senior title. Um, it's only been the last few years that I've really delved into what it means to be a physician leader. Right. And so those are the topics that have most attracted me. But I also have all kinds of things to learn about you know, both the financial side of things, the um, nuts and bolts of contracting. And there's a lot to a lot to know. Right. Now, I know you were telling me offline that you've already attended, attended several sessions. So tell us about that. What have you seen so far? So yesterday afternoon, um, the one that jumped out at me because it seems so applicable was titled What Physicians Don't Get Taught in Medical School. And it was uh, led by a group from Johns Hopkins, mm -hmm. which, of course, they had sort of an academic feel, but it's it was encompassing all kinds of topics about um, especially productivity, contracting, just the financial matters that go into medical care that really we are not taught um, in medical training and uh, the role of administrators in helping people understand their contracts and helping um, just move things in a way that everyone feels better prepared to work together mm -hmm. um, because there doesn't have to be that combat between uh, providers and administration. Okay. I know that was a pretty intense workshop. It was, if I recall, three hours. It was so, three hours. <laughs> what did you get out of it? What was a major takeaway that you'll take back to your practice? I think um, just really being alert to where the gaps are and, and trying to um, be open and transparent and discuss rather than sort of top down, insist upon the way things, you know, because docs have a lot to offer too, mm -hmm. and they can explain what, where they're thinking and why um, that may not apply to them or, or how it could look differently. So just that give and take um, between, between providers and administration, I think is really what I took. Yeah. Now you said that you're still early in that journey of being a physician leader. Yes. Um, are you diving into any of those leadership books or any other kind of workshops outside of MGMA? What are you doing to kind of carve out your leadership style? So um, the most impactful thing I'm doing is I'm enrolled in an MBA program. Okay. Um, and it's a physician MBA out of Kelly School of Business in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been really good. I'm in my second year now. And so I'm developing with other physician executives. What did they not teach you in med school that you wish you knew now that you're, you know, having to learn now sure. as a physician leader? Yeah. So in that session, because I did attend, um, I, I really think that it's, even a work RVU, when I was hired, it was unfamiliar. I mean, I'd, I was hired just hoping for a, a pay that exceeded my residency pay and doing the work that I wanted to do. But the notion of uh, how I'm going to be measured by by uh, my administrators and how that impacted my pay as well as sort of my overall performance wasn't clear. Okay. So what else are you looking to... Uh pick up while you're here this week? Yeah. So this, I looked ahead at this afternoon and I really had a hard time picking from some of the topics that are running concurrently. 
Um, but I, I think I'm going to attend uh, one titled Developing a Culture of Transparency to Foster Provider Engagement, um, because that has been one of my key goals in my, in my role as CMO and as the lead of our medical group was provider engagement was at a low point. And mm -hmm. so I really wanted to grow that in my time. Okay. You mentioned the term transparency. What does that mean to you now that you're a physician leader? You're not just uh, that doctor meeting patients, but you're also guiding teams, leading teams. So what does transparency mean to you? It means communicating clearly. Uh, and I, I, it's, I'm not a secret keeper, so that's a, okay. that's a tough role to play. But telling all of what I can tell at any point in a communication and then sometimes just saying I, I can't share that. Um, but but we have heard you and we're working on it. So even if I can't speak to, you know, the underpinnings of what's going on, um, just letting people know that we have their interest in mind and we will share as we were able to. Yeah. So before we sign off, one of the things that we do here at the Leaders Conference each year, not only do we have a lot of great sessions, we also tie in themes to whatever the city is. So there's going to be uh a big event on Tuesday night that's going to be a lot of fun. But also on the name badges, you can get ribbons um, that you identify with. I want to read two of yours. The first one is respect everyone. You chose that. We had many, many ribbons to choose from. You chose respect everyone. What does that mean to you? So there were so many to choose from, and I felt like I probably could have gathered dozens and, you know, had it reaching the floor. but. Uh, instead, I, th I felt like it really encompassed the fact that in our jobs um, and in the work with, that we do, just listening and, and being with people um, and respecting not only the, the folks who, you know, sweep the floors, but those who schedule my, my visits, those who work beside me as my medical assistant team members and uh, all the other team um, that I work with. And then respecting the patients because our patients bring so much to the table and want it be heard. Yeah. Your second ribbon, I saved this one for last because there's no other way I can say it. I, I love it. It's, I heart my job. If you do a survey of people across America, not everybody's going to say, I heart my job. You chose this one. Talk about that. What is it that you heart or love about your job? I did. And it's interesting because it's a really tough job. So to navigate between, um, you know, being an administrator and being a practicing doc, working with people who were my friends, and now I have to, you know, boss them around, if you will. Um, it's a challenging job, but there's always fires to put out, but it's really interesting. Um, and I feel really that it, there's a set of skills that I'm using that I didn't know I had or didn't know I would apply this way. Um, and so I, I really enjoy problem solving, working with teams, growing, growing things outside of just a single patient encounter. Um, it's sort of the next the next realm for me. So all right. Well that I think that sums it up. So Summer, thank you for joining us today. Well thank you, Daniel. It was fun. Yeah. So this is Daniel Williams, senior editor at MGMA, host of the MGMA Podcast Network. We've been joined today by Dr. Summer Liston Crandall of Oaklawn Hospital in Marshall, Michigan. You're on your uh first MGMA Leaders Conference. We are so glad you're here. Thank you. You're very welcome. And to all of our listeners, we're going to be broadcasting live throughout the week, live interviews from Nashville. Until then, thanks for being an MGMA podcast listener.
If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership.